And we praise Allah and we thank Allah, the only one we ask for help, the only one we rely on, the one we hope for His mercy. And we ask Allah to protect us from any harm that we might cause, from any evil that might be within us. And we ask Him to send peace and blessings upon our beloved Messenger Muhammad وسلم, who came as the final messenger to all of mankind until the Day of Judgment, who came with the final message of Allah to help all of mankind find the right way and be successful in this life and the next. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillahi ar-Rahmani ar-Rahim. Quli Allahumma malika al-mulki tu'ti al-mulka man tashaa' wa tanzi'u al-mulka min man tashaa' wa tu'izzu man tashaa' wa tudillu man tashaa' biyadika al-khayr innaka ala kulli shay'in qadir Allah is the king and the owner of all kingdoms. He's the king above all kings. He gives rulership to whoever he wants, and he takes away rulership from whoever he wants. And he honors whoever he wants, and he brings down whoever he wants. All good, all honor, all respect is in the hands of Allah. Allah has control over everything and is able to do everything. I'll begin by reminding you of a story we all know about. When the Messenger of Allah وسلم, started spreading the message that Allah had ordered him to spread. And a few people believed in him, believed the message. The people of Mecca didn't like it. They started hurting, torturing the ones who believed. And it was so difficult that the Sahaba, the ones who believed in the message of Prophet Muhammad they couldn't live there anymore. They couldn't even live there anymore. So the Messenger of Allah arranged for them to find a safer place to live. A safer place to live where they could worship Allah, not worship idols, and not be harmed, and hurt, and tortured, because they were worshipping Allah and not worshipping idols. And where is that place that the Messenger of Allah told them to go? Because they could be safe, because they would be in the land of justice. Allah, I mean the Messenger of Allah sent them to Africa, across the Red Sea from Arabia, in the kingdom of An-Najashi, a Christian kingdom. The Messenger of Allah was telling them, in Christian lands you will be safe. In Christian lands you will be free to practice your religion. This tells us a lot about the mindset of Islam and the, mountain, the mindset of Relationships between people of different faith for Muslims, for the Messenger of Allah Go to a Christian kingdom, you will be safe. And they went and they were safe. 
Some of them stayed there for 15 years. Some of them stayed, here for, stayed there for longer. Spent their whole life there. It was the first Muslim community established that still has a Muslim community there to this day. Because in Mecca, it wasn't a Muslim community established. The ones who went to Habasha, that place in Africa, in East Africa, that was the first place a Muslim community was established. And they established under a Christian king. Much later, the land, all of them became Muslims. The king became Muslim. So this tells us the mindset of the Messenger of Allah the mindset of Islam. Islam, the final message of Allah in the form of the Qur'an and the Messenger of Allah Muhammad came to bring a change like no change before in history. It brought a, such a transformation that was unbelievable. The mindset before the Prophet Muhammad was that skin color makes a difference. That people of certain skin color are better than others. And people of certain skin color have to be slaves for their whole life just because of their skin color. And that was, you could see that all over the place, all places in the world. And unfortunately, still today, we still have people who think that way. It's called racism. It's an ugly, evil disease to be racist. And Islam and the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and the message of the Qur'an completely transformed the mindset a way that was never seen before in the history of humankind, respecting the dignity of all human beings regardless of their background or their skin color. The Sahaba who believed in the Messenger of Allah وسلم, they went through such a transformation. It was unbelievable the mindset, how they changed their mindset. Not only are all humans treated equal regardless of their skin color, not only did the Messenger of Allah وسلم, say that there is nobody who is more honored over another person except through their heart and their taqwa and how they believe in Allah. Nothing else matters. Not only all of that, but the Sahaba practiced it. The Sahaba showed the world how to eradicate, delete completely this evil, ugly disease that is racism. Something that was even shocking. The people were shocked to see equality. They were completely shocked. And you might know the story of Bilal ibn Rabah. The Messenger of Allah treated him with honor. But the honor with which he treated him was not overly honored. He deserved it as a human being. And he gave him his honor as a human being. And so when Bilal climbed the Kaaba to make Adhan in Mecca for the first time in his, I mean, for the first time in the life of Rasulullah when they came back for Fath Mecca, Bilal climbed on the, over the Kaaba. People couldn't believe it. How dare he put a black man to climb on the Kaaba? This is impossible. This is a slave. Black people are supposed to be slaves. It was crazy. They couldn't even imagine. 
But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is flipping the picture. No, skin color does not matter. Allah sees all human beings as equal. We're all descendants of Adam alayhi salam. The story of Bilal is a very interesting story, radiallahu anhu. We don't even estimate how precious that story is. We all know about it, but we underestimate the value of his story. And at the same time, we also kind of isolate it, exoticize it, like it's a special case. Like Bilal was the special Sahabi who was black. That wasn't the case at all. There were hundreds, thousands of Sahaba who were black, who were African, who were black-skinned. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about two other black Sahaba in this khutbah. But first, let me tell you something very exceptional about Bilal ibn Rabah. He had committed himself to be a soldier to defend the borders, like Coast Guard we have in the country, in this country. He was a soldier to defend the borders. But he longed to go visit Medina. He longed to go visit Medina years after the Messenger of Allah had passed away. He came back to Medina, so all the Sahaba and the people of Medina, they begged him to make Adhan. Because they had not heard Bilal make Adhan for a long time. They begged him to make Adhan. He didn't want to make Adhan. They insisted, and he made Adhan. And his love for Rasulullah was so much that in the middle of the adhan, when he got to Ashhadu Anna Muhammad Rasulullah, he couldn't continue. He was crying hard. He was crying so hard because of his love for the Messenger of Allah. Even years after he passed away, when Bilal was about to die, and his wife was saying, what a terrible day. What a sad day. Subhanallah. Bilal replied to her and said, No. What an exciting day. I'm going to meet Muhammad again. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. How does a man have such love for a person? Other than Muhammad honored him, gave him his human dignity. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He loved Muhammad so much. He loved him so much because of his fairness and because of how he eradicated, deleted completely that disease that we call racism. Another one is, can you imagine? This is barely believable, subhanAllah. The Messenger of Allah after he passes away, the first commander of the Muslims when he was alive, who was the commander of the armies? Muhammad the messenger When he passes away, who's the first commander of the army? A black man. A black man by the name Usama ibn Zayd. Amazing. Another story that, subhanAllah, this was the opportunity that the Sahaba had to show the world what a transformation Allah, I mean, Islam had, give them, had given them. The final message of Allah in the form of the Qur'an. 
made such a transformation in the mindset of the people, treating all equally regardless of their skin color, eradicating racism. This is an incident that happened with a Sahabi by the name Ubadah ibn Samit. Ubadah ibn Samit. Ubadah ibn Samit was a tall, strong man who was very handsome and very black. His skin tone was dark black. And when they were sent to Egypt, why are the Muslims sent anywhere, by the way? When they were sent, anywhere they were sent, they were sent to free people from the humiliation and the disgrace of being slaves to other people, to free them from that, to free them so that now they are slaves only to Allah. Islam, when they were, the Muslims were sent, they were sent to free people from that oppression and that wrong and that hardship of being slaves to other people. SubhanAllah. To bring fairness and justice across the earth. That's why Muslims were sent. So Muslims were sent, the Amir, Umar ibn al-Khattab, had sent Amr ibn al-As to be the leader and the commander of all the army. And then they were going to meet the enemy. Abd ibn al-As, he appointed Ubadah ibn Samit to go lead a small delegation of 10 people to, to, for diplomatic discussions with the enemy. To talk to the leaders of the enemy and see if we can find peace and not have to fight. What did they come for? They came to establish justice and fairness and to free people from being slaves of other people. So if the people want to accept it, that's fine, there's no need to fight. And this was the campaign going to Egypt. So this is a delegation of 10 people led by Ubadah ibn Samit. Tall, very dark black skin. So he steps forward to the general on the other side, the Muqalqis. And Muqalqis was not by himself. He also had his people with him. His generals, his leaders with him. The first thing Muqalqis says is, take this black man away from me. Give, send me somebody else to talk to. I'm not going to talk to a black man. Ubaid ibn Samit did not reply to that. He just stood and waited. The Sahaba behind him, or the people, the Muslims behind him, the ten that, were, that he was leading, they said, no, he is the one who has been put in charge of us. He is the best among us, and he is the one who has been appointed to talk to you. Muqawqas says, no way. No way he's supposed to be the best among you. He should be the worst among you. And now imagine, Ubadah is standing in front of him, hearing this insult. Radiallahu anhu. He doesn't say anything. He stays calm. So the, the Muslims behind, they support Ubadah again. They say, no, skin color does not matter to us. Skin color makes no difference to us. It's not even that he is good despite the fact he's black. No, he's black, that's it. There are thousands of us who are black. It doesn't make any difference his skin color. So Muqawqis, he was left with, okay, I have no choice, I have to listen to you. Listen to what he said to Ubadah. He said, okay, black man, but 
speak softly because I'm scared of looking at you. So if you speak harshly, I'll be even more scared. Subhanallah. Abada, he says calmly, I have heard everything that you said. Meaning, I have heard the insults that you hurled against me because of my skin color. And I heard that you were scared of my skin color. Well, you know, I have behind me thousands, a thousand men. I'm the commander for a thousand men who are younger than me. They are, their skin color is blacker than mine. So if you are scared of me, you're going to be even more scared of them. And we did not come here because we want any money. We came here for Allah. We came here to bring justice and fairness among people. We came here and it doesn't matter to any of us whether we own gold, mountains of gold and huge houses or whether we just own one dollar. They didn't have dollars at the time. So he said one dirham. Even if we own that much, it doesn't matter at all to us. Because all the joys of this world are not real joys. And all the luxury of this world is not real luxury. We are here for a noble cause, to free people. And Muqawqis, he turned back to his people. He says, after hearing something so noble, such a beautiful message, he told them, I'm afraid that this message is going to rule over us. I was scared by looking at him. Now I feel like his message is going to overpower everywhere. Radiallahu anhu for Abada ibn Samit. You see, he didn't have to reply to the insults of Al Muqawqis because the Muslim mindset was that it does not matter skin color. That is how Rasulullah had completely flipped the picture and changed the mindset. A complete 180 transformation in the mindset of the people. We don't see skin color as any issue. They were the ones supporting him. Abada just stood there with his earned nobility and dignity. And they're the ones who explained this beautiful message of Islam. May Allah help all the Muslims in the world to cure their hearts from the ugly, evil disease of racism.